hey, have you heard about clap cleats? Literally the sex socks company helping to give you more traction for the action and more thrust for the lust. I'm going to tell you why this company went viral on TikTok and sold out in a week. Clap cleats are made of a high-performance bamboo material superior to cotton, as each sock is individually five-toed for a secure fit with a great polymer grip on the soles, under your toes, and at multiple points of contact with the ground. These are not one-size-fits-all and require you to select your shoe size for precision fit. In most sports, there are special sneakers or cleats to make sure you perform your best, so why not in the bedroom? So it's time to drive with your legs just like an athlete and show your A-game where it counts most. So go to clapcleats.com and use our promo code WALKER for 15% off at checkout. That's promo code WALKER for 15% off at checkout. So thank you again, guys. This is another episode of the Water Corner Walker. I have one amazing guest uh, that I'll introduce very soon, but I want to give a huge shout out to my co-host for this episode, Mrs. Robinson. Hey, hi, everyone. Great to be here again. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for co-hosting. And I know everyone listening is very, you know, they want to know who's our guest, and it's none other than Ming Chen. What's up, everybody? It's an honor to be here. Uh, I've been behind the scenes many, many times. Uh, I think, Giovanni, you've been coming in, geez, I'm three, maybe almost four years at this point. Started out as a guest. Now you're a bona fide podcaster taking over the world. You got uh, sponsorships. You got an amazing co-host. And, uh, yeah, finally, I got the call to be a guest on the show. It's like, uh, this is a momentous occasion, my friends. You are awesome. I appreciate that shout out, Ming. It's uh, it probably has been like three to four years. You know, I, I was I was a guest on one show for my political endeavors, and then it became my own show. And yeah, we just developed a business uh, relationship. You you always have a great job, whether it's you yourself or some you know the the sound engineers that are helping me make the content and helping me edit, revise it, do whatever I have to do, and be able to distribute it. Like you've provided so many resources for me. Um and and inspiration in general because of the success of your podcast and every business endeavor that you've done. Like it's an insp- inspiration for me and to continue having a business relationship with you and, you know, continue seeking you for guidance. Oh, cool. I, hey man, it's not just business. I consider you a friend as well. So, I mean, like, uh, I yeah, I, I, I was going to road trip with you, you know, whether it be to, uh, you know, DC or, or nearby in Jersey or anywhere. I would like, I think that's the <laughs> limits test. Would you go on a road trip with someone? That's a, that's, that's when you know you're, you could be friends with somebody. That's, have- you know what? <laughs> you can come anytime you're invited. Hey, absolutely. Ginger, if you uh, if you Ms. Robinson, if you choose to come to Jersey, I think the the best road trip that all three of us could do is probably a weird New Jersey trip, right, Ming? Yeah, absolutely. Are you familiar with Weird, weird New Jersey? It's a magazine gets published uh, biannually, and they chronicle all the weird things in New Jersey. So whether it be uh, abandoned places, ghost sightings, oh, um, cryptids, like anything, and New Jersey. It's a very weird place. There are definitely portals to other dimensions uh, in this place. I, I, I haven't found all of them, but I think me and Jovan could probably take you to some of them for sure. Oh, I love it. I'm so in. And did you just say there's a crypt? Like the crypts? Like uh, I crypt? meant uh, cryptids like the Loch Ness Monster, oh. Uh, oh. Bigfoot. <laughs> um, uh, we have one here called the Jersey Devil, which de- okay. which I believe definitely exists. So, Wow. All right. <laughs> It's it's the it's the namesake of our hockey team in Jersey, but yeah, it's it's just a mythical legend of Jersey, and I'm, I I definitely back up Ming where he says that I believe it exists as well. Oh, nice! I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> so, is Absolutely. that where you're from, Ming? Are you? Uh, so I've lived in Jersey almost 20 years. I moved around a lot. Uh, I, I grew up mainly in the Midwest. Uh, spent some time out west in in Los Angeles. Um, you know, I thought I'd have some big dreams out there, and I was like. This is not as fun as I thought it would be. So uh end up coming back east. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I've lived in almost 10 different places at this point. Uh, okay. But New Jersey, yeah, next year – or actually, this year coming up will be 20 years in New Jersey. I don't foresee myself leaving. Uh, the, the pizza here is just too good. It, yeah, it really for is sure. A, <laughs> the bagels, yeah, for sure. So And, and, and you know, if you, if, if you want to go anywhere else, so that's what airplanes are for. So – yeah, and you have the three airports right there, so yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty nice. So, are you closer to the Philly part of New Jersey? Uh, we're in the off-contested part portion of New Jersey called Central Jersey. And, okay, uh, a lot Sweet. of pe- a lot of people claim that it doesn't exist, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm here. Me and Javon are here to tell you that Central Jersey definitely exists. So, yeah, South Jersey, which is more Philly. You have North Jersey, which is more like North Jersey, maybe more New York. Uh, you yeah, know, Staten Island. 
Uh, but they have the cool part, which is central Jersey. That's where we are. Got it. Okay. So that's a little bit far away from where I was almost arrested in Newark many, many years ago. <laughs> oh, Newark, Newark, the capital or, uh, not the capital, but the big, the yeah. big Newark. Um, I try not to get arrested in Newark, but <laughs> I, yeah, so far so good. Yeah. It was terrifying. I, um, I was telling Javon, I was, I was on a podcast earlier this week called drinking dirty in Jersey and I'm sober 18 years and I don't drink. And they were like, like, oh, why are you on our podcast? And then I was thinking, you know, I was almost arrested in Jersey for public drunkenness about 20 years ago. And I remember thinking, I will not do well in a newer jail or prison. I've seen Orange is the New Black. I will not do well. <laughs> no. Yeah. My goal is to stay out of the joint. And uh, yeah. for anyone listening to this or, you know, maybe there's some children listening right now. Do not end up in the joint. That's all I got to yeah. tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want them to take your shoelaces away. Belts, whatever. Yeah, it, Cold showers, yeah. you don't want it. You don't want it. Yeah, no. I did have a warrant out for my arrest at one point. Um, I, I had a bench warrant out for my arrest. I, 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 One of my headlights went out as I was going to a bar. And, uh, you know, you get pulled over and, and the guy, the cop was like, well, I have to write you a ticket. Uh, I have you on video as having one headlight. I'm like, you don't have to. Like, This is a pretty minor offense. I, I swear right. I'll get it fixed. And he's like, well, you know, tomorrow if you go get it fixed in a timely manner, you can come and fight it. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and I did. I called the court, said I was going to make a court date. And on the date of my court date, my kid got sick. So I never made it. Uh, didn't reschedule it. So they, they had a bench warrant out for my arrest. I got a thing in the mail saying, hey, there's a warrant out for your arrest. If you do get pulled over, we will arrest you unless you go. You have to drive down to the station and, and pay the bill. And long story short, I should have just paid it the first time. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's still a little scandalous. That's fine. It did, and I had to I had to go down to the precinct, and I went down there, and, I, and it was scary. That I had to go down to the underneath where you where you post bail or you pay you pay for the tickets, but you had to fill out a form. And one of the questions was, "What's your shoe size?" I'm like, "Am I getting arrested?" Like, like no, 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 just just write it down. You don't really need that. Like, you're not <laughs> we're not taking you in. But it scared me straight. Even I'm that, sure. That, yeah, and I didn't. I didn't even have to go to a Gen Pop or whatever, but <laughs> that scared me straight. So I'll I'll pay every ticket timely in a timely manner. Uh, you know, if I have a couple of drinks, I take an Uber home. Like whatever. Sorry. Yeah, and yeah, but, I, yeah, yeah. No fights, whatever. Like I'm not. Whatever I have to do to stay out of the joint, I'm I'm gonna do. So. But now I, you have street cred. You have street cred for having a bench warrant. I do, and uh, the little piece of paper I keep it in my wallet, just so if I'm in a bar and I, I, I you know, I was like, hey, I, yeah, I, you know, can I buy you a drink? I'm an outlaw, you know, I'm an outlaw, right? And you know, I, I know, I, I need these girls these days. They like, uh, they like, uh, they like the bad boys, right? So, oh, uh, the younger girls do. Yes, we older women know better. <laughs> Thank God. Thank yeah, goodness. right. Oh, I honestly can't that. imagine. I, I can't imagine Ming having like a bench war for his arrest. Like that, that's just funny. Yeah and, yeah, and look at me. I'm not surviving in the joint. There's no way. It's over. It's over the moment yeah. I step in there. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. So, I mean, you said that um, that's what airports are for. So, do you like to travel or do anything, <laughs> go anywhere cool? I think traveling is probably one of my favorite things in the world. So, uh, I, I was on a TV show called Comic Book Men for seven seasons. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, it centers around Kevin Smith's uh, comic book shop. Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, has a comic book store in New Jersey. And uh, we were the we were the idiots that worked in that store. And uh, basically what we did was we ripped off that show Pawn Stars, where about the pawn shop in, in Las Vegas. And we were like, we're going to make this more fun. We're going to focus on vintage comics and toys instead of whatever they bring in there, like gold bars and historical documents. And uh, yeah. yeah, so people were like, hey, I'm selling, you know, the first appearance of Spider-Man or... Uh, yeah, I have old G.I. Joe or Transformers toys still in the packaging. Like, I won a million dollars for it. And, yeah, we were like, listen, it's not worth a million. We'll give you $100 for this. You know, let them down gently. Um, it was that shenanigans inside of a comic book shop. Um, weird pop culture questions we'd ask amongst ourselves. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, somehow we got seven seasons and 96 episodes out of it. Um, wow, but, that's pretty cool. I want to hear one of the questions, the pop culture questions. Oh, uh, I, 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 I think <laughs> one of the most popular ones was, uh, you know, if you had like a sci-fi garage, you could have any spaceship, any vehicle, any whatever in your garage, what would it be? And, uh, Batmobile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then you got to go, it's like, which Batmobile? The, the, the Adam West 1966 Batmobile? The Michael Keaton <laughs> Batmobile, the Christian Bale Batmobile. It's it's 
you get really deep into nerd into nerddom. Um, and, That's fine. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. And people always ask me, it's like, well, what, what was the best thing about being on Comic Book Man? And I'm like, oh, bar none, I get. Uh, I, I as a result of the TV show, I got invited to many of the big comic book conventions in the country, big and small. Oh, fine. So, and you know that would entail, uh, you know, say like the big one in New York or San Diego, or I, I mean, and on any given weekend, there's like there's usually three or four comic book conventions going on, and uh, the big part of the comic book conventions is they usually invite a few guests who have been on TV in a comic book movie, uh, you know, something pop culture related. It was fun. So it's, it's cool. They, they, they fly you out. They, they put you in a hotel. Um, they, and, and you sit there, you get to meet cool fans and sell autographs. So, I mean, there is no downside to any of this. So pretty much anytime I got invited anywhere, I said, yes. So, so that's really cool. Is that this, pardon my ignorance, but is that the same thing as comic con? Yes. It's a, that's yeah. exactly what it is. So, you know, Comic Cons can range from anywhere to, you know, maybe one in a church basement and 100 people show up in a weekend to these big, huge ones where like San Diego and New York, like 200,000 people will show up in a weekend. And uh, and the one in yeah, and the one in San Diego, since it's so close to Los Angeles, it's kind of become a vehicle to promote upcoming big movies. So like Tom Cruise will come down and promote like a Mission Impossible movie. Or they'll get, you know, Robert Downey Jr. will come down with the whole Avengers cast and, and, uh, and you know, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans and all those guys will come down to promote a, a new Marvel movie. Uh, it, get, it gets pretty big. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I think that was Scarlett Johansson that, that was going down the street or there's, there's Gal Gadot or, you know, it, it, gets, yeah. it can get pretty crazy. So that's wild. Yeah. You had me Robert Downey Jr. I was yeah. like, whoo, he's something. Um, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get starstruck? Oh yeah, absolutely. People ask me like, yeah, do you fan do you fanboy out anymore? I'm like, I I, I fanboy out more even more now. Before, yeah, I would just go to these cons and I would wait in line and, and maybe meet somebody or get an autograph. But now I'm I'm on the other side of the table. And uh one of the coolest things about being at a Comic Con is uh, you know, they, they, they give you a green room. You know, you go and eat lunch yep. or they'll have coffee in there or whatever, or and so when you go in the green room, you start looking around, it looks like this weird fever dream of pop culture so you'll see like a guy from star wars talking to the guy from star trek talking to a guy from back to the future um you know talking to a guy from like schitt's creek or orange is the new black or walking dead or sons of anarchy like wow. they'll be all be in the same room and i'm like what did i get am i in heaven like or um <laughs> so it's pretty crazy yeah that's neat we had one here i'm in pittsburgh and we had one here it was right before COVID hit and I had tickets to go see it. And I, so I didn't get to go, but the couple of the people from fast times at Ridgemont high were coming. <laughs> oh my God. Classic. Wait, which, which characters? Um, I can't remember. Is it judge? Yeah. Judge um, Reinhold is definitely one of them. He's on the con circuit. I wonder if I want to, Oh man, I wonder who the other one was though. BB Cates. BB Cates. Yes. She, mm, yeah. yeah. But I loved that movie. I'm showing my age now. No, um, not at all. That's a yeah, classic movie. Honestly, like Sp like Jeff Spicoli is one of the greatest characters I've ever I've, like has ever been written. Yeah, he really is. Um, I shot a scene with Van Wilde, and before he came in, Karen Lee was like, "Why do you meet Van Wilde? He's like a living, breathing Spicoli." And he came in, and I couldn't get the vision out of my like the visual of that, and I just kept waiting for him to say "tubular dude" <laughs> you know something very Spicoli ish. But um, yeah, I love Spicoli. That is we have I I uh, like I'm 30 years old. I worked at the, I worked at this bank uh, years ago. I think I was like 24, 25 coming out of college. And every other auditor, because I was an auditor at the time, and every other auditor was at least 50 plus years old. So this was like this was their era of of movies, but they know that I watched it. So we used to have just like quoting marathons all day where we would just quote that movie. Um, but you know, Mr. Han, if it's your time and it's my time, then it's our time. <laughs> so, right. so he would. So one of my coworkers, he printed out the the picture of like Mr. Han when he says, "What are you people on on dope?" And then he just like put the picture at my desk. So whenever anyone came to my desk, they would say like, "That picture is like twenty years older than you probably are." Like, where did you get this from? Right. It's yeah. So that's 
Oh, I love that movie. Mr. Hand. And the way he says it too, Mr. Hand. <laughs> it was just, yeah, he was, that was a good role for him. I love that. No, yeah. Judge Reinhold. I think he's literally 34 in that movie, but he's supposed to be playing a 17 year old. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God. I, I suspended belief for a little bit. So yeah, it's, it's such a great movie. It is. And I'm happy to hear that you still fangirl. Someone, I think it was a makeup artist. I was talking to her um, last time I was in LA for a shoot. And I said, do you get starstruck? And she said, no, I think I've just been out here. She does the celebrity makeup. And she's like, what about you? And I said, yeah, I do. I still get starstruck. And I don't know, Javon, if I told you this the last time I was on the show, on my birthday, we went, my kids and I, my kids came out to LA with me and they took me to Craig's for dinner, you know, for a little bougie kind of dinner. And who sits down next to us, but Rob Lowe. (laughs) He was this far from me. And I went, oh, I was about to start quoting St. Elmo's Fire and all of his movies and I'm like, okay, come on. It's your birthday. You can go up and say something because I know better than to go up. But it was my birthday. I had an excuse. And I was so disgusted with myself that I never grew a set to go up and be like, hey, um, I love you. Uh, Let's you, go. So you didn't, you didn't do it? <laughs> I did not I, do it. I, I think one thing I've, I've learned, yeah, especially recently, yeah, take the shot. Take the yep. shot. Especially now in a, you know, in a Facebook, social media, Instagram culture. Everyone understands that, uh, you know, all, all people want is a picture, uh, maybe yeah. a little like, hey, you're great, quick conversation. But what, what they what people really want, me included, I just want the picture so I can post on social media and get yeah. likes and see that uh, and, and just look cool. And on the flip side, like I, I, I know that's, you know, that they the celebrities know that's what people want. It's not a big deal. And they'll do it for sure. For the most you're part. Right. You know what? That's such a good point, Ming, because I. I was telling someone the other day that I can tell when somebody recognizes me. And I think it's also because I do porn. It might be a little different, but there's a particular look that they get and they're kind of looking. And, and I always tell them, you know, on in pictures, I've taken a hundred pictures and you get the good one with the good lighting, the good angle. And then there's editing. Um, And I wonder if in real life they're like, can't be her that could be her grandma though but uh, she looks like mrs robinson (laughs) but no one comes up to me but i can tell when they know it's me and it's a really i'm just i've told them you know when i go live please just come up and say hi (laughs) you're freaking me out (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. i would rather you come up and say something than just stare at stare at me or or um i sometimes i see people whip out their phones they, they google the image or like a poster or something just to make sure so yeah they're I think people are so afraid to make a fool out of themselves. I'm like, just, it's not a big deal at all. You're right. And, uh, I'm so glad you said that because now when I go back to LA and I find where Rob Lowe lives, I can um, knock on his door now. And oh yeah. Just... <laughs> it's Rob Lowe. I'm sure he would, he would be very happy if you knocked on his door. His wife too, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and the other thing, you know, once you take that photo, people put on Instagram, they tag you like it's free publicity. So it's, That's and it right. makes you, makes you look cool. So yeah. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. Of course. I appreciate that. <laughs> Tell me about your travels now. Uh, so I've been, uh, I'm very lucky. So yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking at my peak, I did like 30 comic cons a year. So that's every week, you know, 30 weekends. Um, oh. This year's actually been uh, pr- particularly busy because uh, all the ones that got postponed uh, all came back, all came roaring back. So right. I've been, I've, I've been pretty much on the road every weekend since April. And okay. uh uh, it was weird. I think last weekend was Thanksgiving weekend. That was the first weekend I was home since uh, August, since the beginning of August. So it was weird. I was like, what do I do with myself? I'm at home. Like, I'm in my own bed. And I, like, what do I do? Do I make breakfast and walk my dog? Like, yeah, yeah. it was it was really weird. So uh, it, it's fun. I love it. So I usually, I, I've been, uh, I've been lucky enough to go to a lot of cities where I would never, I would probably never go to, um, like Hannibal, Missouri, or, you know, Birmingham, Alabama, or yeah. you know, or Albuquerque, New Mexico. Like I just, I don't have family there. I don't have any business there. Um, but I think what I've discovered in my life, whatever city you go to, no matter how big or small, there's always gems there. You just gotta. Some of them are harder to find than others, but um, yeah. yeah, you just gotta go down. I, I usually, uh, yeah, I, I usually leave on the earliest flight possible, so I have a, as much time in the city as, as I can. If I get there early enough, uh, I usually go and find like the bougie, like uh, the hipster coffee shop. Yeah. You know, with the latte art and everything, and I know those baristas will can tell me like where the best dive bars are, 
where the best cocktail bars are, where the best place to eat is, where the hole in the wall is, and then right. and then where they hang out after they get off their shift at night, like where the industry places yeah. are. And so I try to just hit all of those in one weekend. That's fun. Yeah. Do you ever get to travel for pleasure? I, it's, it is, it's all pleasure to me. I mean, yeah. you know, I, people are like, oh man, so you're going to a comic con, man, what tough work. I'm like, it's not work. I like, it's, right. you know, it's not digging ditches. It's not, you know, I'm not building, I'm not doing construction. I'm yeah. not, I'm not emptying garbage, garbage cans. Uh, you know, I'm literally sitting there like talking to people. Maybe I'll sign an autograph and take selfies with people. Um, sometimes yeah. there's a panel, but uh, it, it's funny. People are like, wow, how was the con? I'm like, all right, the con itself was great. The con was the con. The real con is after the con, though, where you go out and you either you've made new friends while you were there and they're like, hey, let's go grab a drink. I heard there's this cool, you know, there's a there's a great bartender over here or there's this crazy dive bar or, um, you know, that, there's a strip club that does karaoke at the same time as the girls are, are taking their clothes off or that's fun, which, which is a true place, which is a real place in Portland, Oregon. Um or, you know, or you know, I just heard about this hole in the wall restaurant that, you know, like Muhammad Ali used to dine there or, you know, just crazy stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I come armed. I have a little notebook in my pocket trying to make lists of things I want to check off and hit. And uh, but I mean, it's a uh, hundred times more fun if you bring someone who appreciates the same thing, like that sure. kind of adventure with you. Um, so I, I try to do that as well. And when you travel to these many conventions, you, you make friends. Sometimes you make friends with the other talent or the other guests. So, uh, you know, some of them are, are as adventurous as you. So you get to hang out with them. Um, a lot of the people who uh, work with them, uh, you know, you become good friends with them because they go they all go to the same shows as you do. So I'll be like, hey, man, where you where or hey, where are you going after this? Let's I heard about this place. Are you are you, are you free? Let's go. And you'll just be out all night. And uh, yeah, it's just adventures and stories and Sometimes you get into trouble, but then you get out of the trouble, and then you have a, then you can tell a story about it. So um, that's really fun. So you're like a community within a community. Uh, I try to be, and then you know whatever city I'm in, uh, you know I try to find as I we're you know everyone anyone go to Applebee's or Fridays or or whatever. Where's the where all the local people hang? If I if I lived here, where would I go? Where would you go? Yeah. That's where I want to go. Like tell me where tell me where I should go, and then as I you know and then maybe I, yeah usually the people I ask. I end up seeing them there. So, and then we're friends oh, already. So that's fun. Yeah. So then they'll bring their friends over. I got my, my friends and then, you know, yeah. Well, you know, we're buying each other drinks, craziness ensues. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And that's, that's the mark of a great weekend in my opinion. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Next time you're in Western Pennsylvania or Ohio or West Virginia, cause we're all kind of together. Let me know and I'll show you around this area. Yeah. I was just talking about that. I was, uh, I, I was at a kind of Monroeville, which is not far from where you are at called uh, steel city con. And, yes. Um, I was supposed to go. Yeah. I figured that was the one you're supposed to go to there. There's another one next week. If you do want to go back, there's actually one next week. They do it really? four times a year. Yeah. I'm in LA next week. Um, Oh, so am I, maybe I'll see you. Maybe I'll see you in LA. <laughs> okay. That's, I don't know if our, our work will intersect. <laughs> I, I, um, I, you never know. You never know. You want to come do commentary and here they go and they're off. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't planning on it, but I bet I could probably, I could probably wing that pretty well. Um, Javon, did you get a kick out of that? No, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, we, you know, we did that kind of steal at, in Monrova. We had, a, I, I went, took an Uber to Pittsburgh and had a pretty wild night over there. And uh, uh, I did a kind in Youngstown, Ohio, which is not far from you either. And, uh, I, you know, Youngstown is kind of run down and you don't really think of it as a party town. But we, we found the party. So, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did you have a Permanente sandwich when of you course. were in Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah, Permanente right. Brothers, if uh, no, any, if you haven't heard of it, is basically it's a, friend, it's, a, it's a sandwich with meat, lettuce, tomato, and french fries in the sandwich. And coleslaw. And coleslaw. And that's just pure brilliance right there. Any sandwich with... French fries in it is okay in my book, and they're like this big. <laughs> they're they're a mouthful for sure, and they're. Yeah. they're hey, of, I, have a, I have a question for you. Do are those somewhat similar to like fat sandwiches at Rutgers? Like, would they be or no? No, the fat sandwiches are more oh. like a hoagie roll, like a French roll, but the permani okay. is on like two big pieces of white bread, and um, it's yeah. The the fat sandwiches are 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 in a class of in their own. Um, yeah, the fat sandwiches are uh, like um. It's uh, like chicken fingers with cheese sticks, uh, pizza sauce, um, French fries, like anything right. that would give you a heart attack. They'll put 
and on a sandwich. <laughs> and they all have uh, they all have clever names. There's like the fat Elvis. There's like the fat bitch. There's like <laughs> yeah, the fat, the fat bastard. It, it was a, apparently so it's a it's a Rucker staple from I want to say the 70s is when they started the, the maybe the fat sandwiches. And I want to say the original was uh, the fat Daryl, which which Ming was was telling you about. It's uh, a hoagie roll with three chicken tenders. Now, mind you, I graduated in 2015, so I'm kind of still familiar with with the fat Daryl. So it's about three chicken tenders, uh, mozzarella sauce, French fries. And it's one more ingredient in there, but it's all in a hoagie roll. It used to be around six dollars, I want to say. Okay. It, it was the best drunk people food. Um, it sounds would, like it. <laughs> yeah, they would they would have food trucks uh, at one place on campus. It was right next to like the biggest strip in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, which is the home of Rutgers. And so when kids were, you know, either they wanted to eat before they went to go drink to make sure that they didn't get too drunk or maybe they were too drunk and then they went to go get uh, food for only six dollars. You got all that. You got the carbs and you got the meat all in one place and you had a good night. Like that it sounds was good. I mean, it sounds like they took everything from like a school cafeteria that was left over and threw it all in a hoagie <laughs> roll. <laughs> it's it's absolutely amazing. I'm curious, like if if you're if both of you are that familiar with Pittsburgh cuisine like is there any other place that you've enjoyed the culinary food like the culinary taste of that area the most oh I mean anytime I go to LA it's you know in and out in in and out burgers is first thing I get um there's one right by the airport so I usually get one on the way out as well and uh yeah I mean to me that's like that's that's Southern California um although they've expanded but not far enough out east to where we are, unfortunately. So, yeah. Right. Literally yeah. take it in and out. Like, you're on the in and the out, huh? Yes. Ex- yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's, uh, you know, they, like, they have they, they cultivate a certain atmosphere. They have, you know, it's a whole cult thing, but the, the burgers are fantastic. And They uh, really are. Yeah. They're yummy. Every time I go to Baltimore Airport, I go to the Phillips restaurant oh, yeah. there and I get a crab cake. I used to work at Phillips many moons ago. 30 years ago. Maryland uh-huh. Yeah, I, I lived in that area actually for four years. So yeah, I, I, I miss the I miss the Maryland blue crabs for sure. Just yeah. yeah. Would Getting you, messy would, would, and oh yeah, I love that. So so basically you wouldn't get the crab legs, like you guys would probably just get like a whole bag or a bushel of crabs and it's just a bushel. Dig in them. Yeah, you get a bushel for I don't know, like 30, 40, 50 bucks, and they they throw them on a table with brown paper. Give you a mallet and uh, you go to you go to town, man. And it's yeah. uh yeah, you get a couple beers to wash it down, or you know, and it's that's a pretty magical experience for sure. You know what it is, Ming. Um, and Old Bay seasoning, I love the Old Bay that goes on it. Yeah. Um, when I worked at the Crab House, we lived in it. My girlfriends and I went down. Um, I think when I was in grad school, we went down and we lived in the crab house and we worked there too. And when people, we were so poor, when people wouldn't finish their food, we had a bag in the back. We would start throwing crabs in there, like, because you couldn't reserve them, but we took them home. <laughs> oh yeah. There's nothing, nothing better than, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like cold pizza, like, you know, cold like, day after crabs. Yeah. There's nothing like it. It's still good. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> That's oh, amazing. Is really? I've never had it before. Like day after crabs, like, are they still like as good? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I assure you, I'll definitely take your word for it. Yeah, please do. Well, what was your favorite place you ever visited, me? Jeez, that's a tough question. Um, I, I mean, people are always like, "What's your favorite city?" I, I, man, I, I found so many great gems. I don't like. I love San Francisco. Um, you know, I can't afford to live there. I, I think few people can. Right. Uh, but that's that's a pretty magical town. Um, I'm about. To, I'm going to Chicago this weekend, which I'm excited about. Haven't been back there in two years, but every time I go there, something magical happens. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Something about that city. Uh, it, 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 it's just, I don't know if it's just maybe the diversity, but there's always, there's a lot of fun stuff there. And I love, again, I love taking people to places that I love that they've never been to and watching their mind blow, being blown. Um, one thing I really love, you know, I, I like going to bars, but um, Chicago is kind of the king of the the hidden bars, the speakeasies, yeah. uh, just because of their history with Al Capone and Prohibition. Uh, I think there's got to be over 20 hidden bars in, in Chicago. And I think I've hit maybe like 13 of them, maybe more. That's for, fun. For a guy who doesn't live there, that's not bad. And it's cool. It'll literally be, uh, you know, you'll be going down to the bathroom and it's like, hey, what's behind this bookshelf? 
and it pulls open and there's another bar in there and there are people in there and, and it's but you wouldn't know it is hidden in plain sight. So I love that. Now, did they keep them, you know, in original condition? I mean, I'm sure they have it, you know, safety measures. Yeah, they, have they, to they, uh, they try to as much as they can, like the original speakies. And then there, you know, there are newer, more modern speakeasies too. Uh, but um, yeah, I love these bars hidden within other bars that, if no one told you about it or you didn't look it up on the internet or, or you know, you didn't catch wind of it that you would never know it was there. So it's pretty uh, cool. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Chicago is uh, amazing. San Francisco. <laughs> I, um, uh, I love Nashville. Nashville's fun. Um, yes. yeah. So fun. Yeah. Yes. Nashville's fun. Like Nashville's got like lower Broadway where all they, you know, they have all the music bars and all the bachelorette parties are, uh, but <laughs> yeah. there, if you go to the outskirts, there, there are hidden bars, there are dive bars, there are, uh, East Nashville's like a more hipster, but they have a bunch of cool places as well. And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. East Nashville has, uh, there's a place called the Rosemary and it's inside of a house. It's in, hidden inside of a house in a neighborhood. And, uh, oh, I found how fun. yeah, I found out I went over there, had a great time. Uh, I dragged a whole crew over there. They thought I was nuts. They're like, wait, we're going, where, where are you? I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the yellow house. They're like, there's no bar there. And I peek my head out and I'm like, get in here. Like, this is where the bar is. And, uh, and then three years later, uh, I ended up performing a wedding there. I'm an ordained minister with the universal life church and two of my no friends way. decided to get married there. And I was just like, what are the chances that you perform a wedding in the same place you got drunk? You know, like it's such a, I'm pretty sure the chances of that happening are very slim. So, but that's, that's just my life. For sure. That's so a lot natural, of fun. Yeah. You sound like you lead a really fun and exciting life. I, I try to. I mean, life is so short, right? You should be having fun the whole time. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I try to at least, you know, almost every every moment you got to have fun. So, and then uh, once you find something fun, you want to share that fun with all everybody else you know, or maybe a select few, the ones yeah. who get it, you know, like, you, yes. it's like, what are you doing? All right, come, come with me. Come with me. We got something yeah. cool. That's right. I like that better. I like a quaint kind of, you know, small group than too many people. I get really overwhelmed. Yeah. But, um, usually uh, like the beginning, I don't, you know, maybe one or two people say, Hey, let's go grab a drink. We'll talk about the day. We'll talk about what we're going to do next. And then we'll meet the big group later on. Mm-hmm. And then that's, yeah, that's when things get a little crazier, but yeah, just for a moment, you know, a moment to breathe and just like have a conversation. Yeah. Tell me about, let's talk about porn. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Javon, you want to talk about porn? No, definitely. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm very curious now. Ming is familiar with like comic conventions, anime conventions. He's been to all of them. Like he, you know, he's been a guest. He's been he's attended so many. Uh, Ms. Robinson, you are an adult entertainer, and I know that there are expos, or I guess if you want to call them sexpos, um, for the adult industry. Um, Exotica is probably the biggest convention, and I think it's in four different cities at four different times of the year. Um, are have either either of you been to one of the uh, Exotica expos or are familiar with it? Uh, I'm familiar. I've not gone. There's one in, in New Jersey. It's up in Edison. Uh, it takes place every. Actually, I think they do two a year. Uh, one in April, one in October, somewhere there. And um, I. I, I I've had I keep getting invited, but I'm usually too busy that weekend going to another convention to go. And uh, yeah, I'm dying to go there. Um, I know you know I go to the con- con- cons where they have like the special guests, and then they have vendors, and uh, they have like an artist alley, and they have panels, and you could get photos, like professionally taken photos. And uh, yeah, I heard Exotica is pretty much the same thing, just uh, you know in the adult industry. I'm like, I re- I want to check this out, and and I'm a, I'm a fan as well, so. I, but I haven't been able to go yet, and I'm, I'm and I'm dying to go. Yeah, it, I haven't gone yet. I it gone sounds yet. honestly, I've I've heard uh, for word of mouth, through word of mouth of the different things that you can experience, and you know, many people would think that this is probably the most um, lewd or you know crazy type of environment to go to. But apparently, it seems that it's so open minded and friendly that everyone is welcome. Like yes. apparently, they have. You know, they have so many different adult entertainers, whether you're male or female. They have webcam models there. They have kink community. You know, if you like to be tied up, I mean, tied up, um, uh, tied up or chained. Uh, they have like a whole demo set. I've seen people that might I mean, not seen, but like I've heard of people that are not necessarily into 
any of the stars themselves, but apparently one of the booths has like a cornhole table. So even if you're not interested in the content itself, like some vendors, they just want you to have fun. And, right. you know, what kind of like that is so inclusive of an environment where even if you don't want to purchase any of the products that some of the booths or the vendors sell, and you might not know some of the entertainers, but they just want you to have fun. Yeah, it says a lot about the industry, too. And I, I have found that that's just how it is. Everyone is inclusive and, um, you know, the acceptance and diversity, um, non-judgmental. And, and I think it's something that each person, at least for me, when I made the decision to be an adult entertainer, I had to, um, I was hoping everyone was like-minded. Um, I have yet to meet someone who's, how can you be judgmental when you're naked on the internet? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very true. Um, yeah, I, so you I, know what? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think my goal next year in 2022 is, is to go, um, so especially since it's so close, it's like a 30-minute drive from here. And, um, yeah, I would love to check it out for sure. That's fun. So Ming, what do you like porn-wise? What's your what's your go-to? What do I like? Um, I mean, you know, I, I download all the free porn I can get. Uh, um, uh, Pornhub, RedTube, X videos. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, and thank God none of this was really available when I was a teenager. I don't think I would have survived. I mean, <laughs> I I think yeah, I don't think I could have handled it to be honest with you. So I don't know how I don't know how teenage uh, boys and girls or whatever like teenagers now. Uh, handle it it's so you know like back god i feel so old but back in my like you had to find like the your friend's dad's stash or something right so and that was yeah that was it and i guess i guess that was a good thing you kind of learned about that kind of you learned about stuff gradually rather than getting whatever you wanted on demand um yes. i don't know if that was that made it good or bad but um yeah i uh but and then, uh, yeah, every I think everything was more highly produced back then, right? Um, yeah. You know, because uh, they didn't, you couldn't, you couldn't shoot a thing on your on your iPhone, or you couldn't buy like a consumer camera and get good audio and get it edited together. So, um, yeah, I, I I like that. At any given moment, like anybody can make uh, a clip, or you know, like um, either for like OnlyFans or or one scene, like you don't have to produce a whole movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I and I, I think about um, those weird back rooms. Like um, yeah. in the video store with the with the saloon doors, yes. And uh, you know, and then you know, if you go in there, like you might you might see your like your church pastor in there, like you never know, right? So it's so <laughs> so weird. I forgot so, about those. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of I I appreciate that now it's uh, it's way more accessible. Like I can pull up stuff on my phone if I if, yeah. I, if I if I need to for sure. Um, right. What, what what is what's insane is. You know, for the amount of crazy laws that the U.S. has, uh, adult entertainment is legalized despite, you know, Ms. Robinson alluded to in prior episodes that, like, you know, the social media sites, they uh, they ban profiles based off of lewd content, what they deem to be lewd content. Well, if you've ever been to Amsterdam, <laughs> they don't, they like, they in Amsterdam, they don't just have, like, nudie booths where you can go in and, like, watch a movie and, you know, you do your thing but they have actual live sex shows like it's it's insane you know not just not just porn itself where you consume it on your device or you go into a website or like you said back in the 80s and 90s like you get the you get the the vhs or you see your dad's stash but it's in so many different forms you know that that's almost the beauty of adult of the adult industry that sex work is not comprised of just videos or magazines like there's so many different manifestations of it it's so cool yeah, I didn't really answer your question though, did I? Um, <laughs> I nope, uh, waiting. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 was like, wow, are my tastes weird? And then I read about like what Army Hammer's into, like drinking blood and eating toes. And I'm like, wow, I'm not so weird after all. So you're definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I get constant DMs, guys, um, in diapers, you know, wanting me to read my bedtime story. Wow. So not that that's weird. <laughs> it's just different than I had anticipated. I didn't know it was a thing, and I'm not judging them. I just was surprised. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like redheads. So hello. Um, I, I, um, I, I have a thing for women in heels for sure. And, uh, boobs. I like boobs. <laughs> what guy doesn't. How about feet? Do you like feet? Um, I, uh, you know, you know, a good, there's nothing bad about a great pedicure. 
But uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, nothing like yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. If you look through my, I guess my browser history, uh, I, I watch a lot of Backroom Casting Couch. I don't know if you're okay. familiar with that. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've grown pretty big, I guess. But and I don't even know what it is I like so much about it. But uh, I guess it's, I guess it's considered like amateur, right? Um, yeah. Know, kind of shot like point of view almost, but yeah. <laughs> I, oh, that's cool. Yeah, isn't it weird when you find out what your kinks are? You're watching it like. What is, why do I keep watching these? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, they're, I, they're, there's a, I like variety, I guess. So there's a pretty big library out there. So Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a lot out there now of everything. Yeah. And I happened upon um, last week, I was doing some, I always do research before I shoot a scene with someone and see other things they've been in. Yeah. See what I'm going to be dealing with. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I know how scared to be. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> that's going to hurt. But, um. I was noticing there's a lot of uh, medical uh, medical kink, gynae kink fetishes. Really? Like speculums and, and, yes. and wow, tools and wow. Tools, yeah. Q-tips and stuff. And I, I was fascinated by it. I'm like, this isn't my kink, obviously, because it's not doing anything. Yeah. But there were thousands and thousands of specialized videos with different Wow, not something I would have tried to look up or knew existed. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but I yeah, I, it, it is crazy how much variety there is out there. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a pretty open guy. I mean, there's definitely some weird stuff as well. But um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, uh, but I, I I would never look down on anybody for for liking so, something particular for sure. When you think about it, Ming, it's like no matter what you think might be seem odd or unorthodox there's a market for it yeah that's it, it's 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 insane but it's beautiful like it's it's insanely beautiful because you know it seems like if you go to an exotica expo no matter what kind of kink that you might have there might be a booth that welcomes what you like and is already yeah. there for you that's so true javon and i didn't know that when i entered the industry i was you know, I was invited to come in and be this pretend stepmom. And I said, I'm 50. I, they don't want to see this. And they were like, yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, yes, they do. And I, I, I mean, I fought it. And even when I launched at the very beginning, um, I was terrified because I didn't want that rejection. And I was in shock. I'm like, oh, wow, they really like this mom, stepmom, teacher cougar shit. This is cool okay and it's really helped um you know i guess society um the way i always viewed it was there are all these products to make women look younger and so i was wrongly assuming all men only liked you know the younger looking girls and it's not the case uh, yeah, they, no. I, 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 yeah the milf market is huge yeah so and and rightfully so so yeah it's wild it, <laughs> it, it's it's so it's so cool that you know in that type of community and i mean you know i have several friends that you know they go to lifestyle parties and you know they're part of the community in general but they from what they tell me it's so accepting that no matter what your age no matter you know if you're short if you're small if you're packing if you're not if you're black if you're white there's so many different there's so much variety out there there's something for everyone and for it being such an open-minded community, that's how people collaborate with others and they get together. You know, I was I would consider it almost like the inside and the outside world. The outside world, so many people look down on you for what you might sexually prefer, what you're attracted to. But like when you're inside that community, you know, it's all about being together. You know, whether you're what whatever your preference is, you're all together within one community and everyone is accepting, no matter whether it's not you know, their own personal preference, but they accept that that's your preference. Absolutely. That's such a good way to put it. Even when you were talking, Ming, about um, when you go to the comic cons and, you know, you meet up with other people, it's the same way in the porn world. When I go to LA, I, you know, text Sheree DeVille and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? You want to grab lunch? And um, Nikki Benz and like, they've all been super welcoming into like milkdom um milk world <laughs> and so it's like an instant community yeah. of like-minded people like you were so when you were saying that i thought oh that's what we do too <laughs> that's cool yeah that that yeah that's so awesome and uh yeah that, i mean there's nothing i like more than yeah, just hanging out afterwards and uh yeah. just hearing stories 
and you know connecting and and just just having fun really yeah like you said life's too short yeah absolutely what's next on the oh i'm sorry go ahead javon i wanted to ask like this is this is it's a question for the both of you like have you ever i guess for me like okay so you're sitting at a convention right have has a guest ever come come to your table where you're like holy shit that's you know a porn star or that's a movie star that's just at this convention and like you know you just create a conversation a personal relationship with them and it goes for you as well mrs robinson if that's happened uh yeah it happens all the time um i yeah i I, usually the shows i if if they're not too busy i try to go and talk to everybody and um yeah usually i have to introduce myself um it's nice having like kevin smith as a like kind of uh you know everyone knows kevin smith for the most part so uh that'll open up even if they don't know who i am immediately um but uh, I think uh, I think the big one was uh, I uh, after after Jeffrey Dean Morgan was on Walking Dead like he blew up he was he was huge and I I knew him from The Watchmen as a comedian um, I'm not a big Supernatural fan but he's pretty big on that show uh, but I, I I thought he was great on Walking Dead and I, I saw him outside smoking a cigarette at a con I was at and I was like do I do I go talk to him I was really intimidated because he's such a he's such a badass in the movies right and and. Finally, I was like, screw it. Life is short. I took the shot, right? And I went up to him. I was like, hey, I, you don't know me, but I'm on the show that comes after yours. Uh, I, I think you're awesome. I think you're great. He's like, yo, Ming, what are you doing? I, I, I watch your show. Stop. What are you? He was like, cut it out. Oh, how cool. Yeah, he's like, I watch your show. I'm a fan of your show. I watch Comic Book Man. I'm like, what? I'm like, really? He's, he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe he's just saying that. But then he started quoting specific things that happened in some of the episodes. It's like, oh, I love that episode where Ralph Macho came on and I, I and he had like Chewbacca and I was like, holy crap, this guy really watched it. And he was like, just kind of like, listen, man, I'm a geek like you, you know, like I, I like all the same stuff. So, you know, it's great to meet you. I was like, holy. So, you know, afterwards I was like, holy crap, that was, that was cool. That was cool. So that's, yeah, that's a really cool one. That's, right. it, and it shows you how small the world really is yeah. that. Like we're all so interconnected somehow. I've never had one of those experiences. I get them in the DMs, though. I get people messaging me, and I'm like, really? <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I get celebrities and um, a lot of NFL guys. Oh, yeah, athletes. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of athletes and a lot of um, celebrities that it's always surprising, like, <laughs> In a good way or a bad way, Mrs. Robinson? Um, in both. And if they're married, I kind of yell at them. And I'm like, wrong. You hit up the wrong girl. Like, you, I'm not going to say anything to your wife, but you should. Like, that. I'm I'm upset with you and you're, you have detention. You know? Like, no. <laughs> you reprimand them. Okay. As, as Then they probably like you even more. But that's a, that's a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing. And that is the truth. Yes. Yes, they do. Um. But yeah, that's always the first few. I was like, "What?" And then, yeah, but it just shows how small the world really is. Yeah. Well, we all love you, so that's that's, <laughs> that's a good thing, right? Sweet. Thank you. That's nice to hear. I appreciate that. What's next for you, Ming? What are you? What's next on your agenda? I uh, well, I'm lining up my convention schedule for next year. I have no idea how it's going to look like. I, I have like maybe seven shows booked next year. Um, this palace you see behind me. Is uh, the small business I started about four years ago. It's a podcast studio. Uh, I help people record and launch podcasts, uh, such as The World According to Walker. Uh, but we connect people, you know, like we're doing now, online, offline. Uh, we do live streaming. And, uh, yeah, the, the world, uh, everyone wants to be a content creator now. But, uh, you know, it's sometimes not easy just getting started. So I, I love helping people out. I, as I, I love this. I love that yo, you're you're in you're in Pennsylvania. Javon's literally driving up the east east coast. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, that we can sit here and have and tell stories and have a conversation. <laughs> True. We record this. This is going to go out to the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, either, you know, the world according to Walker or the world at large. I I love that. That's this is even a thing. That this is even possible. And um, I want to show everybody else how to do this as well. I love that about you. You are um. So you have such a kind heart and oh, thank you. um yeah and your smile and you're you're just so it's so contagious and um i love that you're doing that and helping other people the world needs more people like you oh thank you I, back at you my friend <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks hey ring i had a i had a question for you Ask like you, you might have to recant this tale um i've read that you met 
April O'Neil like a, an adult entertainer, and apparently she's really good at pinball. Is that true? Uh, that is true. So April O'Neil, uh, yeah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite people in the world. But um, <laughs> I, I I met her on Twitter actually, and um, I didn't even know what she did as a profession because she would tweet out all this geek stuff, and you know the 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 name April O'Neil immediately, you know, you think. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like she's a geek already, and then I found out what she did in real life. I was like, "Whoa, this!" Well, she just became cooler in my <laughs> book, and um, yeah, it was funny. So you know, we started kind of trading stuff on on Twitter, just kind of publicly, um, and then uh, one few years ago, I was at New York Comic Con. Uh, we had just done a Comic Book Men panel, so I had a bunch of passes for the weekend, and she tweeted that she was in New York and she needed a pass. And I was like, oh, man, this is my shot. Like, I just wanted to meet her and hang out with her. So I tweeted her back. She's like, hey, if you need that pass, uh, let, let me know. And she hit me back. She's like, actually, I do. Um, you know, can, can we meet so you can hand it off? And I was like, where are you? And she was at this bar called the Fat Buddha. And I happened to be at the ne- bar right next door, which was so weird. Wow. Literally, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm literally next door. So I, I went over. I met her. I gave her the pass. Uh, the bartenders end up recognizing both of us. So we like, you know, we didn't have to pay for a thing that whole night. It got pretty crazy in that bar, but we were, you know, we were just laughing and having a good time. And uh, we've been friends ever since, but her, her true passion is pinball. She's really, really good at pinball. She's in a league in Los Angeles. She's like one of the top players. Uh, whenever she does it, you know, she travels a lot. So wherever she travels, uh, she, she visits wherever the big pinball place is. And there's actually a museum in Asbury Park. It's called the Silverwall Museum. So uh, after Exotica one year, she was down there to go play pinball. Uh, I met her afterwards, and, and we had dinner. And I was like, hey, I'll drive you back to the, you know, it's half hour away. Like, don't take the $100 Uber. I'll drive you back. And she was like, wait, can we stop at White Castle before we get, before we get up there? And, yeah, so we're, we're literally eating, like, chicken rings and sliders and Impossible Burgers in my car as we're driving back up to Edison as I'm dropping off at her at her um, her hotel. So it was, it was cool. Like, we were truly just two geeks who just connected. Like, you know, what she did was kind of inconsequential, all by very cool. And, uh, yeah, if you go, you can see a lot of her work. She does a lot of work for a website called Wood Rocket, and they do a lot of parodies. So there's a Back to the Future parody called Fap to the Future. She plays uh, <laughs> she plays the Marty McFly character. Um, they have to get to 1.21 gigawatts to get back to the future. It's, it's I'm so, dying. It's so clever. She's a she's probably the one of the biggest Doctor Who fans I've ever met. So there's a, there's a Doctor Who parody. Um, I'm pretty sure they did do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles parody where she does, in fact, play April O'Neil. And uh, I, I, I believe she's written and directed many of these. And the crazy part is I think they're all free. So you can go to woodrocket.com and check those out. So... I'm um, definitely checking that out. I yeah. love parodies and role play kind of fun stuff like that. That's really cool. Do you like cosplay? I do like cosplay. I don't cosplay a lot myself because the cosplays now are so elaborate that I like I just don't think I'm like I'm just gonna leave this to the experts or to the kids who spend two, three, four months making these costumes. So yes. so I don't do a lot of cosplay myself. Um, but I really, really admire uh, you know, the work and the dedication uh, the cosplayers put into their craft. Um, I didn't know. It, it's a big thing. It's huge, yeah. Yeah, I've had fans that they'll send me a list of things to put on my Amazon list, and then they want me to, and I'm, they'll send pictures and a diagram and, like, you know, bulleted list what to put on where, and then they send the picture of the, the comic and how I'm supposed to be positioned yeah. and it's wild, um, really creative, really creative. Yeah, a lot of these costumes, are, you know, they usually replicate something from the movies, and a lot of the ones you see at cons are better, even better than the ones in the movies. You know, the, the ones in the movies, you know, they have a bigger budget, they can cast things, but, you know, for the most part, they put them together very quickly. You know, the, the, the filming schedules are so tight, they don't have as much time. So, you know, sometimes you can even compare them. It's like, wow, this cosplayer's costume's way better than the one yeah. that was in the movie. And, I, and that just that just fascinates me. I think yeah, that's so that's cool. Definitely fascinating. Um, I want to know who your favorite comedian is. Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, Chris Rock is definitely up there. Like, I'm, I'm old school. Chris Rock, George Carlin, uh, definitely definitely up there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, if, if, you know, if there's anyone who's doing stand-up. Like, uh, you know, most uh, – Steve Martin. You know, anyone – 
Yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of in the old school camp though. I don't I don't really know many of these uh these new comedians out now. And it seems like all the newer ones are all getting into trouble now. So like, like the yeah. like the Louis CKs and the uh yeah, it seems like they're all getting canceled now. So uh you yeah. know, Ed, you know, Eddie Murphy for sure uh back in the day. Um yeah, I'm more of an old school comedian. I have two. You named all my people. What did you say, Javon? Who's yours? Um to be honest with you, I do love Chris Rock. Like I've watched his specials even as a kid growing up. Like, um, but to be honest with you, I would put my top. Oh, geez. Um, it's it's tough. I'll be okay. I'll give you my top three, and I'll give you my runner-up for the third position. Um, nothing to do with race. I promise. It's just who I grew up on. Number one is Chris Rock. Number two is Dave Chappelle. Number three is Eddie Murphy, and number four that that just comes out of the top three is Red Fox. Okay. Good one. Good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. one. Yeah, I like the old school, like Saturday Night Live guys and and gals. Um, I love Tina Fey too. She's so. What I love about her is that she's so smart too. I like people that their occupations. Um. You know, I, I just remember watching her. Like she's so smart. I didn't expect her to be smart and look at me gender stereotyping my gender, but I didn't expect her to be as smart as she was. I read her books and she was brilliant. Um, I love um, Amy Schumer. (laughs) A lot of people don't like her, but I like her. Um, And Eddie Murphy, Steve Martin, um, Strong Candy was funny. I liked him. Yeah, you're speaking my language. Like uh, late '80s, early '90s Saturday Night Live, I was a big fan of, like uh, Dana Carvey and and uh, yes. Adam Sandler, and yeah, those guys for sure. I watched this. Um, I don't know if any of you are familiar, but there was a '90s '90s uh, sketch show for kids. All that it used to come on Nickelodeon. Maybe like your your kids watched it, or maybe Ming you watched it. Yeah. Um, and you know that's that's what I grew up on until like I eventually got into like the adult comedy. But a sketch show for for kids and preteens and teenagers and i never realized it but keenan thompson now like the host of saturday night live for a long time but he was probably 15 or 16 years old he did a skit where he would just he would try to be like a chef and make like different recipes and stuff like that but he would mess it up like if he was making a cake like (laughs) he would just put like ketchup or mustard on it or whatever it it would just go wrong in some crazy way shape or form and one of the one of um it was such a beautiful skit, like, to this day. Um, he did a skit with Chris Farley in, like, 1996 or 1997, where Chris Farley, he dressed up as, like, a chef. And they teamed up to make some kind of – I forget. It, maybe it was a cake, and maybe that's where the ketchup and mustard came from. But to think about it now, 20-plus years later, Keenan Thompson is the host of SNL. And as a teenager, he got to work with Chris Farley, like, a legend – at the time, like the legend just lives on for such a tragic death. Uh, somebody at the height of their at their fame, like that is something to take away. Like you could really say, it's like Ming, like like working with Stan Lee in some capacity, yeah. you know, it's like a legend of their time that you got to see them before, you know, they passed on. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. I like Kenan Thompson. He's his facial expressions are just yeah magnificent <laughs> the black jeopardy is amazing i yes <laughs> my my friends they uh they always got on me i everyone listening i admit well done steak is bad i did not know when you grow up in a black household and black jeopardy has alluded to this if i see a speck of red it's going back like that's that's in the black household we don't eat raw food we don't eat medium well food like that's just in our household and so i didn't realize that this was a thing until i watched black jeopardy because at the end of like you know they do the awards and what you get for like double jeopardy and they did like one of the awards was like the good or the grandpa chair like grandpa gets like the good chair and then the (laughs) other one was well done steak like I was like, holy shit, that's so <laughs> fucking accurate. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I don't think I ever caught it on um, yeah. SNL. And I watch all of the episodes, but I didn't know that was a thing. Watch, watch. If you want to know, like, black culture, like, stereotypically and, like, some accurate, like I say, the well-done steak, it might seem stereotypically, like, stereotypical, but it's so true. Like, if you want to watch something that you'll – You'll get great humor out of it because of the writing and who's doing it. Definitely watch the Black Jeopardy segment. So okay. fun. Thank you. Thanks for the tip. Absolutely. That was a great question. Thank you. 
Yeah, and I want to know your favorite comic book or character. Are you a Spider-Man fan or? Uh, I grew up. Um, I grew up reading the Avengers. So anytime anyone's like, "Who's your favorite comic book character?" I was like, "Can I pick all the Avengers?" Because that's what okay. I grew up reading. But um, uh, I um, what is really making me happy right now? The Disney Plus has the Hawkeye series out right now, which if you have not seen it. No. Definitely watch it. Um, it's based off one of my favorite comic book runs that came out maybe seven, eight years ago. Because um, I, I think Hawkeye is a way underrated character. Um, they never talk about him, even when they're talking about the Avengers. It's always Hulk yeah. and Iron Man and Captain America. No one talks about Hawkeye, and he's, he's such an interesting character. And um, they came out with a storyline for him about seven years ago, which kind of deals with him in, just in real life. And uh, a lot of people don't know there's a female Hawkeye named Kate Bishop. She's younger. She's about 19, okay. 20. And they work together, and they're both they both they're both screw ups, and they both bust each other's balls. Uh, they're in Manhattan. Sometimes they go to New Jersey, so I can relate to that. But there there are times when um yeah I feel like that when I was reading the comics, like holy crap, they wrote this for me, didn't they? Like, there are certain <laughs> elements I'm like, this is what I'm into. Uh, now they've turned that run into a TV series, uh, with That's Disney great. money and high production wow. and Jeremy Renner. And it is uh, three episodes are out right now. I think there are going to be six total. Um, okay. But they, they nailed it. They captured that comic book. And uh, if you've not watched it, uh, I highly, highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's a quick watch. It's, it's really good. It, it, you know, it's got good pacing. And it's just a, it's a fun story. Like, it takes place during Christmas, so, which, which we're in now. So yeah. um, it's really awesome. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty glad that, uh, that someone had the – like, someone just someone, – someone up – at Disney we're like this is awesome we have to make this and we have to do it right and we have to make it now and here's a bunch of money like go get it done and they did yeah so, no yeah. better way than Disney yeah. yeah I'll have to check it out I'm not familiar um with Hawkeye so. yeah he I mean at the base he's a uh, he, he shoots a bow and arrow and he and that's pretty much it but <laughs> he doesn't really have any superpowers he's just really good at shooting a bow and arrow but okay. uh, but he's a pretty cool character nice all right yeah. I'm gonna check it out Javon did you have anything else? I I don't know if I have any. Like I don't know if I have anything else. I um. I, I think you I learned mean, a lot about me that a lot of people have not. So this is pretty cool. Sir. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Like seriously, it's just it's great to 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 have a podcast with both of you, and we know like the personal side. I mean, you know, everyone they see the business side of the individual, but to know someone like I know you, I know you personally. And like, you know, we exchange texts from time to time, but a lot of people don't get the experience that I'm able to do. So I love to have podcasts where I'm able to exhibit, you know, the, the personal connection that I have with both of you. Um, in terms of my last question, like what, what are both of your holiday plans? Like that, that's since we're both, you know, we're all connected in some way, shape or form, like let's show how human we are. And like, what, what are our holiday plans? Oh man. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm traveling, so I'm going to Chicago this weekend and then, uh, next week I'll be in LA, uh, both comic book conventions. Uh, and then it's Christmas and, uh, yeah, I, Christmas, um, I traditionally we drive out to Columbus, Ohio. So I'll be passing by Pittsburgh in the new Stanton area on my drive there. Uh, my in-laws live there. So I usually go out and spend time with them. Didn't get to do it last year or I don't, yeah, I think it's been two years since I've been there. So it'll be, it'll be good to get back there. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I think now it's really just reconnecting with friends and family because, uh, you know, they're, they it's weird that we haven't, there's a lot of people we haven't seen in two years, you know, close friends, yeah. close family. So, uh, I'm hoping to take advantage of that for sure. But you know, while I'm out there, I'll be having fun as well. So. Good. Will you beep really loudly when you come by Pittsburgh? Like really loudly, but yes, yeah. for sure. I think it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm traveling next week. I'm going to LA working. And then once I come back, I have probably two weeks. So I have to go back to LA for more work. Um, but on the holidays, I'm, I'm an only child and I have two kids. Um, my daughter, Amber Blake, who, um, you know, and I have a 16 year old too. And then my parents. So we just do very traditional, you know, the turkey dinner and, the Santa stuff still, um, Santa's still coming and, you know, my mom is sick. So we have been spending some extra time with her and just, uh, creating memories. And that's, that's pretty much it for me. What about you, Javon? I honestly have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know. I think I'm just going to lay low and chill 
uh, with family because, you know, the older that I get, the more I realize that being around family and, 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 you know, having that around you is something in itself. We don't really have big plans. Um, we just really get together, go see, you know, who's doing what during the day. Um, I don't think I really have any plans. Just sit back, chill and enjoy what you have. Yep. I like that. That's awesome. Surviving, living. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yes. we can do. Um, do, right. do either, of you, either of you have anything else? Uh, no, I think, uh, I, I mean, it's been, honor, uh, um, it's been honors, uh, pleasure meeting, meeting you, Mrs. Robinson. I, I, I thought it was going to just be me and Javon a couple weeks ago. And he was like, no, 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 I got a cool co or I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And he, he brought on the coolest. So thank you. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you both. And no, I don't have anything else. I just feel honored to have the opportunity to meet you, May. You're pretty badass. Yeah. And- so are you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I can't wait to see you guys in person sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we could get White Castle like impossible sliders. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm in. We could. And, uh, just real quick, I found my bail receipt. Um, I keep it in my wallet. So and uh, yeah. You so, were serious. I thought you were kidding. Yeah, 139 dollars for uh, I don't know what violation 393-66 is, but uh, that yeah. is street cred in my book. Yeah, if, uh, if that makes me yeah if that that makes me into an outlaw, so be it. You need a gang sign now. <laughs> yeah, I I, that, I don't know if I'm that badass yet. So. It's beyond hilarious, mate. I'm, I'm glad, like, seriously, I'm glad that both of you could come on the episode. And just to let everyone know, I was, uh, when we started the podcast, I was just entering, like, I'm leaving D.C. And I was entering Maryland, and I just hit the Delaware border and about to go over the bridge. So, like, this was the perfect, like, 60, 70 minutes, oh, yeah. like, for a podcast. Nice. Um, so, thank, thank, thank you both for, you know, making the, the, the ride enjoyable and, like, a great podcast episode for everyone to listen yeah, anytime, my friends. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And Ming, hope to see you soon. 